Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's a pleasure to have you on the program, His Word, where we read the Word of God. I'm Tamgosi Tube, a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. What brings us together is the love of God and the love of Christ that we are His children and we are destined for heaven. But you know, as the year starts, it's common for us to pray as Christians, some they take long fast, just asking God. But as we pray, some of those things that we pray for, we don't receive. It is true there is the will of God, maybe He has the best for you. But at times, we are the cause of the problem. So today we are looking into the word, when is it that you don't receive an answer because of your problems? And these things have made us to doubt God, that God hears us when we pray. We now think God does not hear our prayers and God has favoritism. And actually this is what has led people to engage in evil practices. Sometimes they bring people, bring uh, tithes and offering, bring offering just to bribe God to make sure they get their answer, their prayers answered. But sometimes we are the cause. I believe this word will just encourage you and show you what you, need, what you have to do to receive an answer from the Lord in your prayers. Be blessed. Every time at the beginning of the year as human beings we take our time, mostly as Christians, to pray to God that he guides us and gives us direction and successful uh, and success in the year in whatever endeavor we're planning to get into. And we seek his grace. It's a good thing that we normally do. Some people, they take 20 days, 21 days fast, some three days, some seven days. It depends on what you want to do. But people take time to pray to God at the beginning of the year. But most or some of those prayers will not be answered. And some Maybe they are answered, but you don't get the answer the way you want to. When you pray to God and you don't get your answer or you don't get what you've been asking from God, it makes you to think God is dull or God is not able. That's what the Bible is referring to when it says uh, God cannot save. He is shortened. His hand is shortened. God's hand seems like it's quite short. It cannot deliver us in what we are going through or what is happening. And we think God cannot solve that particular situation or whatever you are going through. These are things that happen to us as we pray and we don't receive our answers. We seem to blame or just think God is not capable enough. Sometimes we say God's ear is so dull. When you say it's so dull, it's like God does not hear our prayers when we seek his guidance in whatever we are going through. We, we, we just think God does not want to answer or he hasn't heard our prayers. That is what it refers to when it talks about a dull ear or he cannot hear. If we go back to the Bible in the book of Genesis, we get to understand the relationship that God had with man. In the creation, there was Adam and there was Eve. Before Eve came, God had a smooth relationship with Adam. Remember, he took a, a handful of clay to make Adam. It means that he used his hands to make him. And the Bible says he breathed unto him, he put his breath and he became a living being. And whilst he was, with, he was with God, God did a number of things with him. One of them was that he gave them the assignment to look into the Garden of Eden, and then he named the animals and all that we read in the book of Genesis. But in all those things, God says he saw that it was not good that Adam should be alone. And then he decided to create Adam, uh, Eve from 
the, the, the rib of Adam. So he made, there was that smooth relationship between the two. They could do each, everything together. God was there. He would meet Adam and they would have a nice time as human beings and a God. But after the fall, where actually they ate the forbidden fruit, the, Bible's change, the Bible changes the relationship between Adam and Eve. God now was a little bit distant from, Israel, from Adam and Eve. If you read uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 13, the Bible says, So he said, I have had when God uh, used to visit them, uh, will be with them, uh, before it would be maybe face to face, if you read how things happened, it was more of an inter- intimate re- relationship that was more of, I would say maybe physical, or that was more realistic. But after that, we learn that Adam and Eve, they just heard that God was in the, in the garden. The Bible says in Genesis 3 verse 10, So he said, I have heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and hid, and hid myself. This was when God asked Adam, Adam, where are you? He said, I heard your voice. Some versions put it like he just heard that God was passing by. And then he knew that God is here. He was hiding. He hid from God because of sin. So sin causes us to be afraid to meet God, to have that fear, to have an intimate relationship with God. Also, God himself uh, hides his face when people have sinned. If you read Isaiah 45 verse 15, you get to understand that God hid his face against Israel. Why? Because of the sins they committed. The psalmist says in Psalms 14, 44, 24, it says, why do you hide your face? He's asking God why God was asking, was, face, was hiding his face. We also find it in the life of uh, Job who understood that sin created a separation between him and God. Iniquity could have been a cause of his sickness. Uh, Job 13 verse 23 to 24 says, How many are my iniquities and sins? Make me know my transgressions and my sins. Why do you hide your face and regard me as your enemy? That was Job asking God. What do we get from this? God, there is a relationship between God and man, but it is tarnished by sins. Sin that human beings commit, they create a gap. The Bible that we read, uh, the CEV, talks about a roadblock, something that blocks your way to whatever you are going. So God wants to have a relationship with man, but sin comes inside. If you read Psalms 57, verse 7, 17, it says, For the iniquity of his covetousness, I was angry and struck him. That was Israel. I hid and, my, and was angry. And he went on backsliding in the way of his heart and forget our affliction and our uh, uh, oppression. What does this mean? It means that Israel committed covetousness, covetousness with other gods and all that was there. And God was not happy with that. And when he, it happened, is that God was angry and he hid himself. So his face was hidden. Another illustration of God's relationship with man, if you read the book of Leviticus, where God had a smooth relationship with the Israelites, he was giving them laws. 
And those laws, they were flipped into two. If you obey my laws, this is what is going to happen to you. And if you don't, this is what is going to happen to you. Leviticus 26 verse 3 says, If you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them, then God lists the good things that will happen to Israel, the protection, the rain in its time, all those good things. Why? Because they obeyed his commandments or his statutes. But if you read, you go down and read, actually, even before I come to that, God even promises that I will walk amongst you and be your God and you shall be my people. That's Leviticus 26 verse 12. That is if and only if you obey me and you keep my commandments. So God promises that if they obey him, he was going to be amongst them. So if we obey God, even us today, God is going to be amongst us. However, on contrary, Leviticus 26 verse 14 says, but if you do not obey me and do not observe all these commandments, then he says, I will set my face against you and you shall be defeated by your enemies. Those who hate you shall reign over you and you shall free, flee when no one pursues you. Why? Because they have not obeyed God. So if you obey God's statutes, there are benefits of God walking with you. But if you do not, God leaves you and you are all on your own and you are all vulnerable. That's what we see here. I want to get down and explain now what is separation? Separation refers to something that is on its own, becomes a unit, it becomes detached, it becomes uh, uh, not attached, actually it is independent now. So if you are separated from God, it means you are on your own, you are independent, God is no longer part of you, you just do things on your own. What a different and a difficult and dangerous situation. If you separate from God because of your sin, it's a very, very, very serious situation that you face and you endanger, you and you are in danger as a human being. You are separated from God. If you uh, read Proverbs uh, 1 verse 20, uh, 28, it says, Then they will call on me. When you are separated from God, this is what happens. If you call on God, but I will not answer. They will seek diligent, me diligently, but they will not find me because uh, they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. Think about that. Now you are on your own because you did not obey God. You are separated. Your prayers, calling on God is in prayer. If you call on him now because you are separated from God, God will not hear your prayers. Now, if we continue, what are these things that have separated? What are these sins that have separated us? Now, we find them explained in verse 3. The first one is, for your hands are defiled with blood. Your hands are full of blood. Isaiah 1 verse 15 says, when you spread out your hands, I will hide my face from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not hear your hands are full of blood. Of blood. 
We also read of David who wanted to build the temple to God. And God said, no, you cannot build me a temple. Why? Because your hands are full of blood. Now, what does it mean when you say one has his hands full of blood? This means you are responsible for the death of a person. This refers to literally killing a person that the person is dead. However, it extends to to include not killing a person physically, but it also includes killing a person emotionally. How do we kill people? If you, we, we kill people in different ways. If you read Matthew uh, 18 verse 6, it says, but whoever causes one of these little ones, this is Jesus Christ with, uh, with, with the children when they brought to him. If anyone causes one of these little ones who believes in me to sin, it will be better for him if a milestone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Now, if whoever causes these little ones who believe in me to sin, causing someone to sin because sin is death. If someone commits sin, that is death. So the Bible is talking to us, it's sensitizing us that we should not kill people by the way we do things. The way we lead someone into sin, maybe lead someone to fall into the trap of committing sin. Maybe we provide alcohol or we indulge in activities that make people to fall away from God and they commit sin. They die in the Lord. That those things cause that God, the face of God to hide from you. Now, the Romans 14, verse 13 to 23 talks about practices that we do that may lead our brothers to grieve and fall from grace. As I have explained, in the church we kill people the way we talk, the way maybe we preach, how we put our sermon. Maybe I preach knowing that I want to uh, direct it to so and so for what he has done. I'm sorting him. And we kill those people. The way we conduct our lives, we kill people. Those are things that we do as human beings and they kill God's people. Let us be careful of that. You know, murder, killing a person is equated to what we, uh, anger is equated to murder or murder is equated to anger. Remember the story of Jesus Christ where we are addressing the Old Testament to the New Testament laws, the Old Testament laws. He was saying, uh, let me just quote one, when he was talking about murder. He talks about murder, that murder, the Bible in the laws of Moses, in the law of Moses said, you should not murder. And this is what he's saying. He's saying, uh, he actually is talking about now the, the murder or he's talking about a brother who's going to do an offering and he remembers that there's an anger or there's something that's not right with so and so. And in that remembrance, the Bible says, just stop offering and go and sort out the situation and come back to offer. In other words, God will not accept the offering if you haven't sorted the problem. How often do we ignore that and we think God is, is pleased by the amount of money that we bring to him, yet we know very well we are not in right terms with so and so, even maybe in the church. God does not like that. It is equated to murder. We kill each other. However, in this case, you can also further that God was defining the intensity that even anger against someone leads to judgment. Just like murder is put to judgment. So we should be careful how we deal with human beings in church. 
just even in society. Let's not put each and every one to anger. Let's not uh, uh, frustrate people for our own benefit. Let's not do things with the aim of killing someone to gain whatever we want. God wants us to live in peace and to always be in good shape with people. And then we can expect that our prayers will be heard. Don't just think that you are, uh, you are not in good terms. You are at loggerheads with so-and-so in the church and that's the way it will be. I don't talk to so-and-so. This is the way I am and I've accepted it and I will not do anything about it and think God is happy with that. God is not happy with that and that blocks your prayers. Deal with that, sort the situation, and God will answer your prayer. You will see his face in your life. Amen. Now, God also talks about the fingers with iniquities. These are fingers that are iniquities. They are with sin. This might not be blood now, but it refers to the hands that engage in evil practices. This, these are hands that are involved, say, maybe in bribery where there are ideas of schemes that are, are so evil, causing damage to people. Schemes that are ungodly. Schemes that are evil. And God notices that because he sees everything that's happening on earth. And those kind of acts blocks your answers from the Lord. How are you doing? How are you working at work? Are things clean? How are you running your business? Is it clean? How are you studying? <laughs> if I can talk to about students, it comes to issues of even copying. There are people who are just practicing. They pass through copying. And once they get employed, they don't know the job. They can't deliver. So God is not happy with that. Full, your hands are full of iniquity. Now, he goes to the lips. Your lips have spoken lies. Let us just define lies because maybe we think lies is something else, yet it's something else. Let me just read this definition for, from this uh, Bataniaka uh, dictionary. It says that it is defined as any communicative act that aims to cause receivers of the communication to adopt or persist in a false belief. This is a false thing that, it be, that is delivered or is told to other people. And those who receive the, the message, it is anticipated or the person who is doing whatever he's doing, he wants him, them to believe that what he's saying is right. Yet it is false. Those are lies. There are many reasons why people uh, lie. They want to gain something or they want to kill the person. The Bible says in Proverbs 12 verse 22, Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. They are an abomination. You see, the term of an abomination is so serious. It's just disgusting. It's something God does not accept. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. God is not pleased with people who lie. Stop lying. Lies stop uh, lies stop your prayers. Yes, lies block your prayers as you pray to God. Proverbs 6, verse 16 says, There are six things that God hates. There are, yes, seven are an abomination. One of them is a proud look, but I'm quoting this one, a lying tongue. Again, it comes on the hands that shed innocent blood. But a lying tongue. God hates lies. 
If you are a Christian who is a liar, who is used to, to speaking lies, God is not happy with that. Lies, God, he hates. Stop lying. Stop delivering messages that are untrue about people, but we deliver what is right about a person, for God wants us to be people who are so truthful. Proverbs 6 states that this, uh, if you're talking about the, the tongue muttering perversity, it talks about these things that we say that are untrue to some people. Let's stop these evil talks. I don't know how I can explain that. You have prayed. Maybe you were leading even the prayer. That brethren, let's pray for this. And you have prayed maybe a many, many a times for something and you haven't received. And then you think, God, now God is not faithful. He doesn't answer prayers. We've prayed so and so for this, for the healing of someone, for the receiving of a job, for a business deal, or whatever you've been praying for, healing, whatever you were praying for. And you haven't received them. But you haven't worked on the issues that are there, the lies that you are doing. You are continuing in a lie. You see, the Bible talks about repentance. Repentance is turning if I was going that direction and then I face the other direction. That is repentance. It means if I, if I was a, a person who tells lies, I then make a decision that I will no longer tell lies, but I will always speak the truth. That is repentance. What is wrong is that you say you, maybe you seek forgiveness from the Lord, Lord, I've lied. And you go back to the very same thing that God does not want. God likes in that, the Bible likes in that to a dog that eats it vomit. A, go, a dog, when it is eaten or whatever happens to his tummy, it will vomit. And after vomiting, it will eat the very same vomit. That's disgusting. And that, that, that's a Christian that has seeked for forgiveness from the Lord, but has not repented. So there are people who have realized that lies are unacceptable to God, and they don't do it. They don't participate in the evil deeds. They, they prayed, God, please forgive us for participating in the evil deeds, that, evil deeds that we did. And God has forgiven them, but they have not repented. Repentance is, repentance is very, very important in the life of a believer. Let us repent. If we want to pray for things and receive them, let us be people with clean hands, with mouths that speak the truth, and we don't participate in evil acts. Because some of us will say, I was just involved in the organization of whatever was happening, and I was not part of it. But God is not happy with that. The fact that you were not even part of it, but you were there involved in the crafting, hides God's face. Amen. Now, as we come to the close of the service, as we apply it in our lives, do you want God to answer all your prayers? Because sometimes we've even claimed, in your name, God, you said, let us put all our cares on you and you will care for us. John 14 verse 14 says, if you ask anything in your name, God, you will do it. And you have prayed earnestly, but you have not received it. You have even blamed the word of God. How are you living are you a repentant person? Aren't you lying? Aren't you involved in, in things that are not good? Are you not a person involved in killing people? 
I'm not killing, I'm not only referring to killing with a knife or shooting, but this involves also practices that uh, crush people's life. One of the painful things in life is when your spirit or your soul has been hurt. You see, a, a person can be hurt, maybe a car accident or whatever. It's painful. I, I know some of those uh, hurting. But the good thing is you can go to hospital. They can uh, maybe help you to suppress the pain and put a bandage and put you in whatever form such that you come back. The pain is treatable. But if you're talking about the pain in the soul where someone has told lies about you and someone has uh, actually made crafted plans to crush your spirit, that's very, very painful. And God hates that and he sees that and those things block your prayers. Amen. As we come to, a clear, to, an, on, and to an end today, you should make sure that you don't kill people. Come to God for repentance if you have done this thing. If you read about uh, the Bible, you find a lot of serious prayers that were men made by Israel and some people in the Bible. You know, when you read them, they start with confession. If you read the book of Daniel chapter 9, David, you, you find that Daniel, I'm sorry, Daniel prayed and in that prayer he first seeked forgiveness. If you read Psalm 51, you find David seeking forgiveness from the Lord. So forgiveness is very, very important to seek forgiveness from the Lord. Ask God to forgive you from your sins and what you have done that makes him to hide his face. And when you have done that, repent. I think you just have to change. If you seek forgiveness, you realize God showed me what is wrong in my life because you might not even be aware of the practices that you are part of. But today, just pray to God. God, show me where I'm involved in lies, where I'm involved in killing people, where I'm involved in crafty things that are unacceptable to you. Show me, God. Take your time to pray to God, and he will show you a lot of things. And if there is none, you are lucky. But if there is, take this time and ask God and seek his forgiveness. God, please forgive me. Please forgive me, God. And when he has forgiven you, please make sure that you, rep- you, you repent. You no longer get involved in those practices. You change. Again, you never do those things. You have decided that now you will work, we will work, you will walk, sorry, according to God's laws. So as we go on and pray, let's know that God is answering our prayers. He's just there as a God who hasn't changed. His arm is still long. He can still save and heal. He hears all that we say, but it is our sins that have blocked him and he has hidden his face. Because now he's blocked, we can't get our answers. So it's all on you. If you want God to answer your prayers, please make sure that you, you, you repent and you live a life that honors God. You don't lie, you don't steal, you don't participate in crafty things. God will answer all your prayers. So if you have prayed for something and God hasn't given you, check your ways. Am I in the right standing with God? If not, please confess and be in the right standing. We know there's the will of God. Maybe it's not the will of God, but let, this not be, let that not be a scapegoat. Because God hears all our prayers. I want to pray for you. Take this time to reflect in your life. Just take maybe five minutes and say, God, show me 
where I practice in, some, in these things that you don't want. Show me God. God is faithful. He will show you all the evil acts. And when he has shown you the evil act, take step number two, repent. God, I don't want to participate in them. I don't want to be part of this thing anymore. And then you pray, God, please forgive me. I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for my viewer and my listener. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is my prayer, God, that you heal him and you show him the wrong in him. Just show him all the wrong in his life that closes or that he hides your face. And give him the courage to repent as they seek forgiveness from you. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Well, I believe now you understand that the problems to your prayer is you. Some of the prayers are not answered because of your practices or your evil acts. The Word of God has given us an opportunity today to reflect on us. Ask for repentance and your life will be changed. You will see your prayers answered. You will see that God answers all prayer. If and only if we are in the right standing of God, with God. One thing we need to know is that God does not answer the prayer of a person who is not a believer, as it says in the book of John. Remember that man who came to Jesus, who was healed by Jesus. When he, the, the Pharisees were asking him, he finally said, God does not hear the prayer of someone who is not a believer. So be a believer. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, accept him as the Lord and Savior. I want to also give you this opportunity to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. Say this prayer after me. Father God, I come before you. I repent of my sins. Forgive me, Lord, from every sin and make me one of your own. I believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ came to earth in the flesh, yet 100% God, and he died on the cross and rose again. Save me, Lord, from all my sins. And I confess that you are my Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have prayed that prayer of faith, God has heard you. Even if you had those sins that were closing, now he has heard you. In him hearing you, you are now a believer in Christ. You are a Christian. You have been saved. We praise God and we give him all the glory. God be willing, let's meet next time and goodbye.